It's a blessing to me that we should meet. I'd like to thank each in a seat and everybody on their feet. See, we didn't think we'd be doing this back in 2003, but hey, here we are on live stream, Podbean, hitting it off like 80s melodies from Aretha and Tina T, talking about R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That allows one to listen and for the other to speak. If we seek, we can find the pod poet that's inside. However, we should remember a poem doesn't have to rhyme. It can be a full page or just a few chat lines. You can be grown or a child. You or I may have the words the divine uses to save lives. But however you spend your time, right now, we are live. Welcome to the Pod Poets Lounge spoken word and poetry game show. I am your host, Naquel. Today's date is January 30th, 2021. And you already know what it is. We are here because this is the place where we have fun celebrating our fellow poets. We have some great guests for you tonight. Two exceptional individuals are here to vibe and chill with us. You know it's about the poetry. It's a trivia vibe. If you love trivia, this is the place to be. And we're going to have um, an interview to really, really get to know these artists on and off the stage. So this is the time where I need you. I need you to relax your mind because we're getting ready to stimulate it at the same time. Kick your feet up and get comfortable. You are you're in the lounge. <laughs> you are in the lounge. How, el how else can I put it? It's time to vibe. Yeah, yeah. Remember to check out our previous show's guest. The winner was Arsen the Poet. She's on Instagram as r.sen. Dope, dope, phenomenal poet and activist. Um, she's definitely like what it means to do work on and off the stage. Um, as our guest, uh, as are our guests uh, this evening, you will learn. Um, the other guest from last show was Aim Zane uh, on Instagram as Aim Zane Thoughts. Another phenomenal, phenomenal poet. Really, really gave us some great stuff. If, if you haven't already listened to the last show, please go ahead and check it out. Or you can get a little taste uh, from some of the clips that are on our different social media platforms on Instagram as well. Now, the winner of the last show, her prize was the feature in the Ink Magazine. Uh, tonight's winners also will be featured in the Ink Magazine. That is the digital publication that comes out every month and uh, features all things spoken word. So if you want to know what's going on in the world of spoken word, that's definitely the magazine that you need to have um, at your fingertips, uh, swiping to get information on open mics. Um, and it always, ha always has some really, really good content. Uh, one of, one of the aspects of that magazine is the From the Grave series where someone like a James Baldwin, um, I think the last person that they, they featured in that section was Gwendolyn Brooks, will be interviewed as if they were still present and with us. And um, it's great. It's really, really creative and uh, a dope, dope, dope magazine. Uh, if you're a poet, if you're a writer, if you're into spoken word, for sure, go ahead and check that out. And um, it's growing in uh, readership, and that's where our features will be uh, showcasing their pen game 
whoever wins tonight. So we will see. Shout out to God's Ink Spoken Word, who's doing his thing on that platform. The Pod Poets Lounge is spreading our wings a little bit. So you can check us out on Twitter. We're flying over there or tweeting. What would it be? Flying, tweeting, whatever. Um, YouTube, um, subscribe. That's one great way to support this podcast. We're on Facebook, Instagram, as I mentioned, and also doing our thing on TikTok. So you can share, you can comment, you can follow, subscribe to the podcast. Um, uh, you know, wherever you're listening to the podcast from as well, really appreciate the support. Thank you so, so very much. Tonight's guests are patiently waiting. Let me uh, unmute them and uh, let's get to know them. I'm really excited to meet these artists. As always, you guys know the vibe here is very unique. Um, it's one of a kind. Uh, so we're going to make it what we make it. I want you guys to please give a warm Pod Poets welcome. A warm, warm Pod Poets welcome to Melodic Storm and Poem. Give it to them. Hello. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing? That's How the noise I want to hear. <laughs> very excited to have you guys. Um, thank you so, so very much for accepting the invitation. Um, been looking forward to it for a while now. From We've been vibing in the chat, uh, obviously getting to know each other a little bit. Um, really excited that we are finally at that point. So one of the things I like about the platform is that sometimes, sometimes poets that come on, they just don't know each other. So it's a first time meeting and, and kicking it and getting to know each other. However, you two know each other quite well. So that's not happening tonight. No. Yep. How yep. did you guys, how do you guys know each other? <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> you, want, you want me to tell? Yeah, you tell. You tell. Okay, poem is one of my best friend's boyfriend. In the circle, in the circle. Okay. Yes. Got you. Awesome. All right. So, friends already on the program. I'm going to be the third friend, and we just going to have a bunch of friendly good time here. That's <laughs> what we go try to do. Um, the mission is real simple, y'all. I want us to relax, kick back, and just chill. How does that sound? Sounds pretty good. Sounds good. All right, that's what's up. Um, so, Melodic Storm, I'm going to start with you. Uh, beautiful uh -oh. sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are mother, um, poet, yes. spoken word artist, uh, and author. I, I know of uh, lyrics of my heart. I don't know if there's any other publications. Uh, are there? That um, no, not another book, but I've been okay. featured in a couple of um, magazines. Okay. Lyrics uh, of my heart. I was checking it out um, a little bit earlier. And I oh, think you had a poem. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, folks can get it on Amazon, right? Yes, yes. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Indeed. I'll be sharing some links um, later on as well uh, where they can uh, go check it out there. I think you had a poem in there called Black. Was it Black Girl Magic? Um, yes. Ah, okay. Really like that one. Um, oh, thank indeed. you. You're welcome. Um, I appreciate you accepting the invitation. Thank you for that. Thank you for Tell having us. 
I'm honored. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, you know, you don't really know me from I'm not <laughs> I'm not in the circle. <laughs> um, you, you really don't know me from very far. Um, we we kind of just connected on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it means a lot. The vote of confidence, you know, Aww. I really appreciate it. You trusting my platform, um, trusting me. Um, I'm humbled. Thank you. Likewise. So am I. Thank you so much. A pleasure, pleasure. You are from the Bronx, the BX. Yes. <laughs> um, how how has growing up in the Bronx kind of like influenced uh, influenced your writing? Oh, growing up growing up in the Bronx actually um, has influenced every part of my life. <laughs> in, <laughs> in all honesty, um, everything. Um, yeah just my thought process, uh, my family, my relationship with my family, um, the way that I view life in general. Um, I think um, when you grow up in the Bronx, um, you grow up way too quick. That's first and foremost, um, Mm. because you have to be very aware of your environment and, you know, Mm -hmm. what's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're always on guard. Mm. Um, I guess it's a gift and a curse. Okay. So there's Mm. dangers that force you to grow up faster? Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Hmm. I used to work in the Bronx. Um, Really? Weird. (laughs) Um, You know Barnes Avenue? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, by Barnes Avenue. And was it 332, 32nd Barnes Avenue? I forget the other. I forget the cross street. Um, but I used to do like some kind of like uh, iron labor work uh, in the okay. Bronx. Yeah, Br- Bronx can, can be a tough place. Yes, I have some tough people over there. Yes, yeah, kind of make you get up if you will. Um, that's what's up. Okay. Um, are you still in the Bronx now? No, no. Mm, okay. I haven't been in the Bronx in probably since about two thousand and one. Okay. I mean, I got, visit. I have tons of family. Indeed. Do you? Do you? Um. It. Did you start? Well, I imagine you did. If you if you um were lived in the Bronx for a long time, you started like your poetry, your journey uh, with poetry. Sort of maybe finding out that you were a poet. Um. Did that all happen for you in the Bronx? Uh it actually did happen for me in the Bronx. The funny thing is, um, my mother recently passed um, a few years mm. ago. And um, when I was going through her items, I actually found a poem that I wrote her when I was about eight or nine years old. It was crazy. Oh, wow. Um, I was away mm-hmm. at summer camp and I was like, you know, mommy, I hate it here. It was a sleepaway camp. I was like, I hate it here. Mm-hmm. I miss you so much, but I wrote you a little poem. Mm. <laughs> that, that is I, sweet. That's uh, nice. That's well, dope. I didn't recognize that until I found that. But the funny thing is um, I really started taking writing seriously when I was about 16 years old. It was an outlet okay. for me. I see. Okay. Yeah, I find that, that, that to be the case um, for a lot of poets, uh, a lot of writers. Um, it's a beautiful thing, though, because that's something you have to do if you keep anything it really bottled up. It, it can make you sick, and so on and so forth. Absolutely. Uh, Nice. So what are some things that you enjoy doing uh, when you're not writing poetry? Oh, let's see. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, So I'm huge on family. Um, Mm, 
Okay. I enjoy spending time with my family and my children. Um, that's okay. like number one for me. Um, I'm huge okay. on, um, I have a very close knit group of friends that I've had for years. I'm talking about like nice. 25 plus years. Wow. Um, that's yeah. a treasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. And, you know, just, uh, I love comedy. I love, okay. love music. Mm. What's your favorite type of music? Genre? Ha! I don't have a favorite <laughs> type of genre. Oh, no? I, I lean towards R&B. Okay, okay. I love all music. I feel like music is universal. Mm, absolutely. I agree and with that. transcends time. So I just think it's mm -hmm. dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask, what uh, what's one of your favorite things about expressing your artistry for others? Uh, I feel like it gives, uh, gives me a sense of freedom. I can be okay. who I am. I can be naked, in all honesty. Okay. Um, mm, and okay. I can give you my unadulterated truth, no matter mm -hmm. what it is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my goal is never to offend anyone because I mm -hmm. definitely believe that poetry is subjective. Mm -hmm. You're opening up the, your innermost thoughts to someone else to interpret how they feel, whether or not they can relate to it. So mm -hmm. um, I, I, it's therapy, it's relief, but it's also um, I love when somebody can relate to my body of work. And, mm -hmm. you know, to me, it, it, it brings you closer to people in general. Mm, lovely. Do you have something that you, a piece that you can share with us right now? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Let's see. Uh, what? Okay. Are you looking for something light? Something? Um, we could start it off light, you know. All right. Get, get, let's start it get off. Get into light. the mood a little bit. Yeah, we could okay. do that. This is a, <laughs> hold on one second. This is a. Sure. Uh, let's see. This piece is called I Want to Get to Know You Better. Mm, that's well, what's to happening tonight. You. We're getting to know these folks better. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> All yours. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. I want to get to know you better. I can't believe I'm sitting here writing this potential love letter. The thing is, I don't know you that I don't know that much about you, but the possibility of loving you gives me chills. And I can't stop thinking about you. You've helped me peel back this thick layer of pain, distance, and despair that was corrupting me, suffocating me, and I was fully aware of its existence, its draining powers, and the bitterness that had crept into my heart, my soul, my being. You had me wanting to run away so fast because for the first time in over a decade, my eyes were finally seeing that all men are not the same. All men are not playing the same game but I'm still afraid of opening Pandora's box. I've been dipping and dodging this path of potential pain like a sly fox. Hmm. For many years, masking fear with fuck him. I don't really care. But the truth of the matter is, if I allowed myself the pleasure of caring, it would literally kill me if my love chose not to be there. Your open, honest approach on life, love, and all things in between had me stuck on stupid. Shit. I feel like I was pulverized by Cupid. <laughs> I want to get to know you better, but I feel like I've known you for an eternity. I know it seems strange because that's not even reality. To this strong black woman, vulnerability, vulnerability seems like a curse. 
man, if I could bottle up my feelings, I would roll them up and stuff them right in my purse. That's the end of peace. That's the end of the piece. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's a perfect, a perfect, uh, I'm trying to just think in my mind, I'm trying to describe like food um, <laughs> that you would start a, 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 a beautiful course with, like just a perfect light start entree right. to a meal that just a food for thought. That was lovely. Thank you. Thank you so Appreciate much. That. Indeed. What you think, Poem? I already, already read, already read her last book. So <laughs> ain't none of it a surprise at all. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening for the affirmation, not for the education. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. I already know. It's already been affirmed. <laughs> for what I, read I love it. Um, one of my favorite lines in there was um, actually when you mentioned helping you help you think you said help me peel back a layer mm -hmm. um and it, it made me think back to when you s said earlier about being able to um be open um sp speaking your truth um that nakedness that vulnerability um and then later on you said all men are not the same mm -hmm. so I, it, it's not anyone that can make you uh, feel that um, <laughs> Gotta be special. Gotta be special. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a passionate piece. Beautiful way to start it. Thank you once again. Appreciate it. Um, so, poem, as whoa, you said, whoa. brother, <laughs> you know this beautiful queen um, because you guys know each other, but also you you, you share the love for the art as well. Um, guys are both, you know, phenom phenomenal uh, artists. You also uh, are an author. I saw that you have several publications. You have, um, let me see, The World As I See It, and that's I with E-Y-E, -E, which makes me think about the third eye, kind of, I mean, it's understanding something deeper. Um, the Long Way Home, um, as well as, I think your first collection was that The Execution of Revolution? Yes, it was, yes, it was. Profound title, brother. Profound title. Did you? I don't know how I came up with a title. I forgot exactly. <laughs> I was just gonna say. To be named it that. But... Yeah. Did anyone it's else? Been a splash for people. It, it what? It's been a splash. You know, everybody I talk to, like, why that? The name of that book. What? How'd you come up with that name? And mm -hmm. I don't know. Honestly, just, just I thought of executing, and I don't know. I just I just thought it sounded cool. It wasn't even no deep me. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, that sounds cool. Okay. Okay. That's what's gonna be. <laughs> yes, it happens like that sometimes. Um, but definitely uh, drew my attention. Uh, made me think about the last poets. Um, they wrote uh, content along the lines of not being ready for revolution. Um, right. In a sense, like those who should be. Um, so it's like, why are we talking this revolution talk if y'all ain't ready? Y'all ain't ready for no revolution. Just, <laughs> it it kind of gave me that. Um, reminded me of that um so um your pen is just powerful brother um and busy uh, obviously doing your thing um and you're a busy man so i also just want to say thank you i appreciate you accepting the invitation uh similarly it's my honor man you give me a platform to people to hear me you know so i'm ingratiated for that definitely ingratiated to you for that thank you 
Oh, you're most welcome, man. It's really part of why I created the platform is really to uh, have something that a space I could share with fellow poets um, that I respect and appreciate, uh, lift them up and just have some fun while doing it. Uh, so that's why we're here. And um, how's the day treated you so far? Day's treated me well. I've been running around getting ready for a birthday party. Um, okay. Girlfriend turned 31. Ah, that's a sub. That's a sub. Planned out a party today on the 30th, you know, so I was getting ready for that most of the day. Okay. Resting, you know, always like to get as much rest as I can. Yeah, I got a little so bit of that in today, a little Monday. bit. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's pretty much it. So, And when you say work, you're an educator. Is, is, is that work? Yeah, that's part of my work. That's one okay. of my many, many hats I wear. Um, yeah, bro. <laughs> it is one of the... Yes, yes. Um, so as I mentioned, the publication. So author, um, you're also a poet, uh, you're also a publisher, uh, and an educator. Um, and currently from um, residing in Newark or just from Newark? Um, I reside in Newark and I'm from Newark. I was born in Newark, yeah. Okay. Tell me, what influenced you to get into uh, education, uh, to become an educator? It was, it was really out of desperation um, <laughs> when it started. Mm. I was two years removed from graduating college. I was really struggling finding work at that time. My license was suspended. Okay. So I'm going around trying to find all different kind of work. Nobody's bringing me in. It feels like I'm, you know, I, I really thought that me being, my license being suspended was the reason why I was struggling with, with work. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So on unemployment, and then I remember my aunt was telling me about becoming a substitute teacher. Okay. Like, they don't really need, you know, they don't really, you know, ask for any kind of, you know, your license doesn't matter or anything like that. Just mm -hmm. go and try to see if you can get in there because once you're in there, other opportunities open up for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I went, I got the, the uh, teaching certification from New Jersey, state of New Jersey. And uh, that's how I started, just substitute teaching. And it escalated mm -hmm. and escalated and grew into other uh, fields. Okay. Yeah. Ah, awesome. Okay. Um, what age? What age group do you teach? I teach primarily. I teach uh, from about junior high school through high school, but I sub for all ages, K through twelve. Okay. Do you have a favorite uh, sort of age group that you uh, like to to work with? Teach. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. I only have a preference, but I'll tell you. What I don't like is okay. busybody little kids. Some little kids be, <laughs> when you got to like uh, sub on the, on the pre-K side or sub with the mm -hmm. five to seven range or like five okay. to nine or, you know, busy uh -huh. answering questions a hundred times. So I always take the older kids over over that. Okay. <laughs> they kind of know what they need to do already. You know? yeah. Right, right. Uh, that's funny. Um, that's what's up, man. Sounds like you really love what you do. Um, I want, and, and I know you love the next thing I'm gonna ask you to do, and that, and that is to, if you could please share something with us, uh, share a poem with us, if you have something. Okay, yeah, yeah, I have something. Uh, All right. Let's see. Inside my head, hmm. the only place I need to go to find where the most bountiful gardens grow, the clouds and sky ground beneath my feet. If I get to heaven, I have a seat. Until then, I'll stand on sacred lands, lassoed by golden DNA strands, gripped by Alexander the Great's hands, sipping mimosas with Osiris. 
life is a flight, but you discover the destination as you go, as you grow, does your mind follow? Stand proud and shamefully by the seeds you sow. Fortune, good or bad, is not preordained. Get that fate and soulmate-ish out of your brain. What you feed your mind might explain the direction of your plane. Takes a big man to identify, then Clorox his stains. Pain is looking back while pressing forward, having to live with things now you could have changed. Inside my head, revival of the dead, ghostly visions never put to bed. Every mm-hmm. promise not honored, every I love you unsaid. Revival of the dead, from reality I never fled. Peace never found me still, only found my will screaming in voices. Loud and shrill, haunting me, whispering, kill or be killed until my soul is reunited with the ghosts that weren't invited. My past be a casket unsealed with love still for those with whom it would unrequited inside my head. Mm. 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 Heavy. Very introspective. I like that line. Um, appreciated that. Um, you said uh, you said several things. You know, um, one of the things that stood out it was what what you feed your mind. Yeah. If you feed your mind, might explain the direction of your plane. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was talking to my, my my young son about that um, earlier today. So it's just, choices you know sometimes you really have a you have a choice in how you feel you know what you're telling yourself the conversations that you're having um and i was letting him know like yo you don't have to you know he was kind of like in a little bit of a rut because i beat him in super smash brothers right <laughs> yeah i put me in a rut too man definitely <laughs> i cried but, for a week straight about that one time <laughs> <laughs> Not um it, he's he's passionate about the game. He he does his best, and the odd thing is, he beats me. You know what I mean? He has his moments where it's I barely get a hit in, and he's boom boom boom, but he forgets that completely when he loses. He forgets that he has the skills. He forgets that he has he can chart his own path, and then he might not want to play again. You know, it's just a s- small example, um, but a powerful line, you know, indeed. Um, what inspires you, man, when it comes to, to you picking up your pen and and talking to the people? Well, I mean, I, I happen to have uh, the misfortune of having grown up around a lot of people who could not articulate the, the lives that they were living Mm-hmm. Um, the day-to-day experiences that they were having. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all kind of grew up and flourished around each other, but that was an ability that came much more readily available for me than for mm-hmm. others like me who mm-hmm. have had the same experiences I've had. Um, so I just felt like I, I need to be a mouthpiece for that segment um, okay. for the community and people that I know. You know, the other part of it was, you know, uh, really, I needed a vessel. I needed a vessel um, Mm -hmm. to kind of melt my pain into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I needed something to hold those emotions where Mm -hmm. they could do some uh, positive uh, Mm -hmm. and productive good and bring that because 
Otherwise, the stuff would have consumed me. You know, things I've seen. Yeah. Uh, from birth, you know, with my family, with mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I started finding out that hey, I can, I have the means by which I could talk about this stuff, and and maybe in the process, enlighten a few or you know, embolden a few. <laughs> what is I have to say? What's the reception like um, when you? let it out when you spill when you reach out when you pour and you reach out to, to make that connection um to uplift somebody else motivate somebody else who may not have been able to um articulate their life experience what's usually the reception that you that you get from you from people who listen to your work in increasingly uh one of just a just mass Mass appeal and love. Where I didn't at no one doubt. point I didn't think I was get I I was getting my just due early on when I was trying to like come up as an mm-hmm. author. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that you think are gonna you know readily support yeah your your, your, your movement mm-hmm. name in your corner like you thought they'd be okay you know and I was coming from grassroots I never really even thought of poetry to be something that could potentially you yeah. know, have any more of an impact yeah. what it's had in my life. I'm like, yeah, we we looked at hip hop and you know in my community and mm-hmm. people I was surrounded by. We looked poetry to us was hip hop, right? And right. Poetry mm-hmm. wasn't Shakespeare. It was it wasn't even Langston Hughes or Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. We thought that that stuff was antiquated mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. You know, mm-hmm. if you couldn't spit a bar like you, unless you was Nas, you wasn't a poet or Jay mm-hmm. wasn't a poet. Until I got old enough and started discovering more and more about the genre and people mm-hmm. who were great at it before me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started to be like, wow, you know, the stories that we all tell is what bonds us. That's like the nexus. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. the the point of connectivity mm-hmm. that kind of a- allows us to understand that we all are human mm-hmm. and that we're all are suffering, you know, because everybody has their own unique story to tell. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing that really, really, I guess, brings uh balance and a, a center of gravity you know to all of us you know that's much needed mm-hmm. you know definitely indeed powerful powerful um very well said man yeah, touch a touch on a lot there indeed man Oof. um mm, yeah because i could relate i also did not think not i did i'm a life said like poetry um was gonna was I, I I barely remembered poetry, like after out of, out of high school, um, but it was through um, through hip hop. Like my sister's boyfriend was um, a producer, so I'd be around, you know, when beats are being made uh, from scratch, um, and then I would hear artists come through and write, literally right there, they would start writing to the beats and that sort of thing. And it was really just one day me trying it out for myself, not really to rap or anything, but just writing my thoughts. And that was the beginning for me. Um, but it opened a, a, a whole new world. I think it's a beautiful thing when our our minds are able to really expand um, in that way and see just how much more the world has to offer us. Uh, I love that. That's what it's done for you. And and that you keep that in focus, and that's that's a part of your message, um, you know, yes, because so. it's so it's 
so much to spread, you know, there's enough of it to go around uh, for sure. Um, beautiful, bro. I appreciate that very much. Um, and dope peace, man. Dope peace. Okay. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, yeah. Checking out the Pod Poets Lounge. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at the Pod Poets Lounge. Vibe with us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are here lounging with Melodic Storm and Poem. Amazing poets, and they are ready for the game. They are ready for the game. Are you guys are you guys ready for the game? It's officially game time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. It's a few categories tonight uh, to choose from. Okay. They are the stuff folder. Amiri Baraka, IG Poet, and Quote and Mo Quotes. The poets are going to pick a category. I'll read and I'll share the question. Uh, or we might actually listen uh, to something. That question might come from something we listen to. Uh, the first round is going to be all group questions. That means all the poets uh, will lock in their choice and tell me out loud or they can type it in the chat. Uh, there'll be one point for each correct answer. And the questions can be multiple choice or true or false. Uh, if you are tuning in, please play along. And um, how does that sound? Uh, how does that sound? Melodic storm and poem. You guys good on the rules? It sounds oh. all right. Oh. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. I think it'd be nice to start with a little uh, test question um, just to ease into things. So okay. I put one together here that I'm going to share for everybody. And there kind of is a right or wrong answer, but there kind of isn't with these test questions, right? So here it is. Your question is, why did the math book look so sad? Was it A, the stained hands and mouth of number seven, who we assume, of course, eight, nine? Was it B, because of all its problems? Or was it C, because poetry is a subject of conversation lately. Why did the math book look so sad? <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go with C, man. I'm going to go with C. Okay. A few people. Okay. What would be? Poem got C. What do you think, Melodic? Uh, I'm going to go with B. You're going to go with because of all its problems. So this had some really, really good answers. This this was not easy, but the, the answer is C. Oh. Ah. <laughs> already, already. On the board. Well, not, <laughs> not technically, but feeling good. Feeling good is the mo momentum uh, that you want to start. Why was it C? Well, there was really no right or wrong answer here. So it's C for no good reason. <laughs> because it could have been all of its problems. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, but at the same time, everybody's talking about Amanda 
that dope poem. Uh, he's still thinking about Brandon League. They're like, oh, that's where my head math was at. Is, math is not even in the conversation. That's where my uh, head was at. Yep. So. But this was just a test to, you know what I mean? Get us ready. Ready. Okay. So the next one is going to be the official. Right. Official. And the category is going to be selected by the Queen Melodic Storm. If you'll be so kind, what category would you like to select for us, my dear? Oh, I don't know. The stuff folder, I guess. You got it. Let's head over there. Okay. Here you go. Carol Ann Duffy is a playwright, poet, and former professor, but she is also. Is it A, she worked as a poetry critic for The Guardian? B, she earned an honors degree, an honors degree in philosophy? Or C, she worked as an editor of the poetry magazine called Ambit? Or D, all of the above? I'm gonna go with D, all of the above. Okay, we've got D. Yeah. Same as you? Uh, same, yeah, same as me. I'm yeah. going with D. Oh, everybody's going with D. Okay. Nicely done, everyone. That was correct. You got it. All right. All right, Poem. You are up. All right. Same, same, uh, or do I get to choose the, uh... You can choose whatever category you'd like. Okay. What were the categories one more time? It was Mary Baraka. Stuff yep, IG poet meaning Instagram poet, and then quotes and more quotes. Uh, give me quotes from and more quotes. All right, you got it. So, pretty much these are going to be quotes from uh, poets. Doesn't have to necessarily be poets; could just be authors, and uh, or musicians, artists. You just got to try to tell me who it's from. So here we go. First one. Poetry is the revelation of a feeling that the poet believes to be interior and personal, which the reader recognizes as his own. Who said this? Was it A, Vibes Cartel? B, Langston Hughes? C, Salvatore Quasimodo? Or D, Neil Diamond? Mm, that's tough. Ah, that's little tough. mama, thinking C. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh B. Okay, with B. going with Samurai. All right. Yeah. And what do you think, uh, Melodic Storm? Uh, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with B as well. Langston. Yeah. Okay. This one was actually C. C. Uh, Salvatore Quasimodo. Mm. Okay. All right. You are up um, melodic. What category for you? Um, hmm. Quotes and more quotes. Okay. Watch this short video. Ah, so poetry. Hmm, this is a good one. Poetry should surprise by a fine excess and not by singularity. Poetry should surprise by a fine excess and not by singularity. Was this a quote from A, John Keats, B, Amiri Baraka, C, Gwendolyn Brooks, or D, Thomas Hardy? 
Oh, tough one. We've got C and B. I'm gonna say John Keats. Three, two. What was that, Melody? I'm gonna say John Keats. Okay, you're gonna go with A. Fantastic. And poem said C. All right, you got this one, Melodic Storm. That was John Keats. Nicely done. Thank you. Okay. Um. Poem, I think you are up for category. What round is? What round is it? Second round. Uh, we're still in the first round. We're still in the first round. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Let me get stuff. Let me get the stuff holders. Get that. All right. You got it. Okay. So the stuff folder is a mix. It can be different categories, not necessarily categories that are here tonight. So this question would normally come from a category called word whiz. Mm -hmm. Tell us what term would you choose? when coming across the line, the soft sound of the sea soothed my troubled soul. Is this A, assonance, B, onomatopoeia, C, a euphemism, or D, alliteration? What are your thoughts? I'm gonna go with D. D, okay. And melodic. Are they both going with D in the uh, chat? Mm -hmm. um, melodic. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with D. D as well. Mm -hmm. You guys are all correct on this one. That is alliteration. Okay, category from uh, melodic storm, please. Okay. Um. I'm going to go with IG Poets. Okay. Let's get that out. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. So this is, this category is questions that are formulated around poets or poets posts or poetry events, different things like that. That's uh, taken from Instagram. Mm -hmm. So here we go. First question is, which IG poet said this, quote, our backs tell stories that no books have the spine to carry. Was it A, at Natasha Wright's, B, at Maury Tai, C, at My Crumbled Thoughts, or D, at D Black DX, a.k.a. David Roberts? Prolific, brother. Who said this? I'm going to say D. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with D on that. David Roberts, okay. Mm -hmm. This one was actually A. This came from a sister, Natasha Wright, who actually oh, wow. was uh, right. okay. on the show as well. Okay. All right, poem, another category, please, sir. Have uh, you been avoiding the Mary Baraka one? <laughs> I think you picked one Mary Baraka one yet, so I'm gonna break the ice on that. All right, thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, so finish the line. 
the questions will vary. This category is all about him, though. We might listen to a poem, finish some lines, or just be, it might be some uh, trivia about him, his life. Uh, in this case here, I want you to finish this line if you could for me. Uh, quote, this is said to us, even as this counterfeit president has legalized the blank. Does he then say, A, Confederate flag in Mississippi, B, destruction of statues across the country, C, not showing your tax returns, or D, the mistreatment of men and women? This is said to us, even as this counterfeit president has legalized the Confederate flag in Mississippi, legalized the destruction of statues across the country, legalized the not showing your tax returns, or legalized the mistreatment of men and women. Uh, little Mama thinks it is A. Let me see. Samurai thinks it is D. I think I'm gonna go with D as well. Okay. And melodic storm. Ten, nine, eight, seven. <laughs> Put a little pressure six, on. Five, <laughs> four, squeeze, three, two, one. I'm gonna say D as well. Uh, B or D? I said D as in David. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, close, but no, this one was actually A. Our little mama got this one right. Ah, oh, little this mama, go ahead. It's said to us, even as the counterfeit president has legalized the Confederate flag in Mississippi. Okay, and that category came from poem. Okay, let's get one more category out of this round. Uh, melodic Storm, do us the honors. Okay, um... I'm going to go with the stuff folder. I like the stuff folder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. According to Mojo, um, so according to WatchMojo.com, the fastest rapper was listed as A. Doja Cat, B. Eminem, C. Twista, or D. Buster Rhymes. Oh, I'm gonna say D. Buster Rhymes. Okay, we've got two for Buster okay. Rhymes. Okay. Yes. Oh. We'll go C. Twister. Okay, we've got Twister, and somebody said Eminem. Okay. Nobody thinks Doja Cat got it like that. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not up against right. the other three. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Tian Tamara. Tian Tamara. Tian. No, that's. Not fast enough. Okay. You are correct if you said C for Twister. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, wow. Correct. Oh, wow. That's right. Nice done, poem. Nice done. Shot Town. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. Beautiful, beautiful Good first city. round. Yeah. Very well played. And you know what? We are actually uh, tied up, poem uh, and melodic storm both currently at three points so it's a close game okay. indeed and the crowd was doing a thing as well i feel like they helped you guys out with some of these what, what would you say is that a fair statement i agree uh, uh, i agree <laughs> you see too many you see too many a's and too many b's and it's like right, i'm gonna be with b too 
Ain't no shaman on them. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I appreciate you guys in the chat for um, participating. Thank you so much. Love the support. It means the world to me. Um, yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by uh, the wonderful melodic storm and poem uh, authors, poets uh, tonight for some spoken word and poetry trivia, better known as the pod poets trivia. Uh, kicking it right now. We just got out of the first round and I'm just excited still to get to know you guys even more. Um, I really was hoping I could get to everything um, in the bio because there's so much that y'all do. Mm -hmm. um, but I would like, we're going to definitely save some time later on to make sure you share whatever else uh, you'd like with the listeners. Uh, let folks know where they can find you. All of that, all of that good, 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 good stuff. Okay. Um, so yes, okay. yes. That's Excellent. coming. If you are in the chat and you'd like to call in, uh, you can do so. If you have questions for our guests um, or if you want to post your question in the chat, you can place it there. I'll try to incorporate it as well into the program, um, try to get to all of them. Uh, if you have questions for any upcoming guests uh, or just want to shoot shoot me an email, you inquire about something, you can do so at the Lounge at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, if you actually send us questions that way, I'll incorporate them into the show and shout you out as well uh, if you have questions. So phone lines are open uh, to call in. Uh, feel free to do that when you're ready. I have a general question that I kind of wanted to just ask both of you, and it's about 2020. I know 2020 was that roller coaster. Might be an understatement, actually, roller coaster. Um, but what, um, and I guess we can start with you, um, Poem. What mm -hmm. thing were you uh, most thankful for? Uh, if you could, if you could say, you know, answer something like that, what would you say you're most thankful for uh, in 2020? I was thankful, thankful for the uh, the reaffirmation that you know that I needed, and I think that everybody needs, which is you know, mm -hmm. every moment must be cherished, you know, and every mm -hmm. day must be valued, you know, like wanting to get to Saturday, you know, you have to be, you have to love Tuesday as much as you love <laughs> Saturday, you know, because, um, gems, like gems. it's fleeting, it's fleeting, yeah. you know, so I think they really got us in tune and it got us in tune with our health a lot more too. I think, you know, things that, you know, we don't take it, you know, enough time with under, I guess what you would call normal circumstances, but now mm -hmm. things that you have to be cognizant of, you know, Touching the door handle, washing your hands, not knowing what germs and, you know, being mm -hmm. more cognizant, you know, of Mindful, those kind of things absolutely. so that you can keep yeah. yourself healthy as possible. Those things probably wouldn't have been going on if, if not for mm -hmm. not for COVID. Um, mm -hmm. I lost my mother, which my grandmother, but she really is the one who raised me. Um, I, she actually had a stroke on New Year's Day. Mm. And passed away eight days later in the hospital. So she passed away a little before COVID began. So I'm, okay. you know, it, that was how my 2020 began, like literally on New Year's Day, mm. with that happening. You know, so mm -hmm. it's been it's been a hell of a year. But mm -hmm. to still be here, to to be healthy, and to mm -hmm. be aware, mm -hmm. I think aware is probably the the word that everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll mm -hmm. probably will align themselves with when it comes to this past year is mm -hmm. gotta mm -hmm. up our awareness, you mm -hmm. know, in regards to a lot of different things. Keep ourselves Indeed. around. Indeed. Indeed. Um, that's that's the wisdom 
of, of, of the knowledge. Uh, when you learn something, uh, being able to then apply it. And, and if we, we got a lot of knowledge and learned a lot in, uh, in 2020, uh, 2021 is the year of applying it uh, for sure. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, that's a gem right there for sure. Yes, indeed. I think 2020 sat a lot of people down and, and they had no choice uh, yeah. but to slow down, become more conscious uh, and aware as you as you so eloquently put it, bro. Um, I can relate. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a rough year. Um, I um, I lost uh, my 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 cousin's uh, mom passed away. Um, my one of my coworkers, former coworkers, uh, his dad passed away. Um, yeah, a couple of people close to me, uh, but there was so much to to be thankful for. You know, when you kind of really saw the magnitude of what was uh, taking place and what's still going on right now. Um, but uh, all right, I want to ask you the same question, uh, Melodic Storm. What? would you say uh, you were most thankful for uh, in 2020, if there's something? Um, I think I'm most thankful for life and mm. the opportunity to enjoy and correct any misgivings mm -hmm. tomorrow. Um, mm. I'm thankful to be able to uh, for twenty in in 2020 in general. I'm thankful that I'm still here to yes. just focus on life in general because life is short. And in all honesty, um, I don't think I've ever had the chance in all um, being a parent to mm -hmm. spend this much time mm -hmm. with my babies. Mm -hmm. I mean, morning, noon, and night, every meal, etc., happens here. And yeah. se no, seriously, in my <laughs> 20 years of being a parent, I don't mm -hmm. think I've ever spent that much time with my kids because unfortunately, mm -hmm. due to the circumstances and just the, the climate of this country, we mm -hmm. all have to work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We all have to work so many hours and to be right. able to spend that time, that time is of the essence so precious and so rare. I love that poem um, because yeah. it, <laughs> it just it, 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 it was so relative in 2020. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful that I did get that time to spend with them and mm -hmm. they will remember basically going through history. Mm -hmm. Live, living it, living mm -hmm. history. There were so many historical moments in 2020, <laughs> mm -hmm. and to be able to be here and sit with them and and discuss the climate, the yeah. presidency, wow. the election, etc. Et yes. Just people being so mean and so rude and just so ruthless, mm -hmm. and being able to actually have that time to spend and soak into them, and mm -hmm. oh, it was it was. Again, I say a gift and a curse because mm. it was just so tragic, but then so mm -hmm. meaningful in the same in the same instance. So that's that's what I'm thankful for. Mm. Very deep. Um, you 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 mentioned and you're you're speaking about family. Um, one of the things I learned about you is, and you spoke spoke to it a little bit earlier in the program, is how uh, much how much of a family person you are. Um, but more particularly, I found out that the matriarchs 
of your family. I've had a great deal of influence on your love for music, um, reading, writing, and dance. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> um, indeed. So in terms of, uh, I guess, dance, what type of dance what type of dance do you do? What type of dance do you like? Maybe like to watch? Um, I like all different forms. Um, okay. Of art in general, but in regards to dance, um, I've been to modern, uh, dance, modern jazz dance classes. Um, okay. African okay. dance. Um, okay. Uh, growing up, my mother's best friend was a, a dancer for Alvin Ailey. So, I mean, I was oh, really? okay. to a lot of different just... A lot of the arts. She always kept me in something, always kept me busy. Got you. What are some things you like to dance to? Some songs or artists that you like to dance to? I like to dance to R&B. I like to dance to reggae. I like to dance to soca. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like to dance to hip hop. <laughs> you catch me in here just <laughs> getting it in. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, okay. I, I love to dance myself as well. Okay. Um, we little boy, um, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> my knees ain't as good as they used to be. That's the only problem now. That's probably the one thing that's changed. Um, I want you to also tell me, if you could, what are some authors uh, that you like to read? Ooh. One uh, or two. Okay. Um, I love Maya Angelou, of course. Okay. Um, okay. I love Toni Morrison. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> um, Sister Soldier, of course. Mm, okay. uh, I, I love her books. I, uh, I think it's definitely uh, very relative, uh, mm -hmm. you know, regarding um, urban life. I, I, mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, I like to be able to relate to the books that I read, and I also like to be able to escape from my little world and move mm -hmm. into something or someplace different. Okay. Um, I want to ask you about lyrics of my heart. Yes. Uh, tell us about that a bit. What inspired that work? Hmm. So um, all of the different pieces uh, in that book, um, some are based on my life, some are loosely based mm -hmm. on my life, and some okay. are based on just experiences that you know, my friends or family have experienced, um, in all honesty, I'm yeah. a sounding board for a lot of, you know, uh, people in my life. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, sometimes I, I guess you, I, I feel like poets are like empaths. We take mm. on everything from everybody <laughs> else. It may not necessarily be your experience, but you can mm -hmm. definitely relate to it. And sometimes mm -hmm. there was one piece, um, the title escapes me, but um, mm -hmm. my cousin called me and she was going through something and she was like, I really want to tell you how I feel and I want mm -hmm. you to see if you can write a piece for me to express mm, okay. what I'm feeling because I cannot <laughs> articulate what I'm yeah. feeling. Yeah. to this person and I, I need your help and I was like okay <laughs> so I said and I took it all in and mm -hmm. the next morning 
I probably got up about three o'clock in the morning and wrote this piece. <laughs> I, I, it woke me up. That's when it hit feet, you. Yeah. Okay. I wrote this piece <laughs> and I texted it to her and she was like, oh my God, you, you hit the nail right on the head. Oh my goodness. Thank mm. you so much. <laughs> and I actually was able to incorporate that in um in my piece. So I, I thought that was um pretty dope. Yeah, that is dope. That is very dope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um okay. Uh actually as we as we're, we're on this topic actually of writing, can you, do you have something else that you can share with us? I actually do. Yes. Okay. Um so um my pieces are definitely um, pretty short, um, but um, just because we were talking about, you know, the, the election and just the climate of this country, et cetera, yes. this piece is called Blast from the Past. Mm, okay. <laughs> Give it to us. Okay. And just like that, it was all a memory the unforgettable times, the protest, the blood, sweat, and tears our ancestors chose to invest, Mm -hmm. the boycotts, the speeches, the marches our people chose to pursue to enable rights rights and liberties for me and you. I never fathomed the thought of seeing an African-American president in the White House in my lifetime, elected into office of a country that's given us joy, peace, and pain at the same time. We are descendants of powerful leaders. Why do, we re- why do we pretend that we are blind? Going on shopping sprees, on Black Friday standing in line, standing in one line, remaining silent when atrocities occur and are obvious right in your face. It seems like the hands of time are rewinding and progress is being erased. Instead of standing firm and putting your money where your mouth is, most choose to remain silent to pacify the masses and rock those expensive designer glasses, burying our sorrows and materialism and misogynistic tomorrows won't elevate us to the top of the class. It will leave us begging, borrowing, stealing, broken, and regressing 67 years in the past. Mm. All right. Mm, mm, mm. Food for thoughts. How do you feel about the prospects with the new administration? Just generally optimistic, kind of watch and see, or no change? Um, no real change. I'm going to go with blind faith, and I'm going to say that I'm optimistic because I will say this. I've never seen a leader actually... Um, point out injustice and actually Mm. admit that it exists most people just glaze over it it's whitewashed and Mm. i i appreciate the fact that i will say that um biden has actually admitted (laughs) that things are wrong and that this country has done and you know uh it's done this country has just you've been cruel to people Mm -hmm. of color in general um, he admitted that the kids in cages basically should have never been there. And, um, 
and just you know just 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 our his, our history in this country that basically never wanted us but mm-hmm. needed us to build it so mm. okay what are your thoughts uh, if i could swing that question your way poem oh uh, i mean I, I personally would like to see mm-hmm. you know presidents that ain't you know in their 70s mm-hmm. you know and <laughs> leading this country more. I think Obama is for, I mean, the sheer age and, you know, I think was is perfect. I think we need to have leaders that, you know, are still highly, highly functional and not mm-hmm. necessarily toward the end of, you know, their lives leading us. Um, mm-hmm. I've always been kind of, you know, more militant with how I feel about my position as a black man in this country and what needs to happen for us to feel safe and feel, you know, like we need to feel every day. And I really feel like it's going to be something that we have to um, go out there and get for ourselves. Like when the election was going on, I was just religiously saying, you know, vote for yourself. Uh-huh. When the, inaugura- the inauguration happened a couple of days ago and everybody was happy and, you know, the optics uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, and how everything looked to them was like, all right, this is, a, you know, change. The first thing I said was, all right, We'll see, you know, when the next time a cop is, you know, up mm-hmm, for indictment mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. we'll see if he's let off. Because to me, right. if if what we are constantly having to find ourselves complaining about is black people, um, is, you know, people getting killed by cops. And if none of it's changing and if elected officials can't even change it, the president mm-hmm. can't change it, then that mm-hmm. means to me that our problems are going to persist and that we then have to want be the ones to go about changing it, you know? So Mm -hmm. I, I think anything uh, was better than what we had. So Mm -hmm. the important thing was to remove the cancer that already existed in the office. (laughs) That was your first, I mean, that's the first thing that you really want to, no matter how messed up it seems or, how I mean, because I personally I don't I don't trust any politician, but I feel like certain politicians like Trump like that had to be removed, you know. But that being said, you know, he was so outspoken and outright about right. <laughs> how much of an a hole he was, you know, that it made <laughs> other presidents who were also awful seem like pretty good candidates. Right, right. like Tame. like yeah. if you if you put Trump up against like a George Bush who was also an awful president. You would you mm-hmm. would probably welcome George Bush in comparison mm-hmm. to Trump, and that's yeah, the, get to that's the White dangerous. House. <laughs> that's dangerous. It's like right. if I had a, if I had to choose between Trump and Ronald Reagan, hmm, who's worse? I don't know, but you probably would put Reagan back in the White House. <laughs> you know, yeah. so a lesser right. of two evils uh, yeah. situation. Yeah, appreciate your Absolutely. take. Because I know as a writer, uh, stage performer, your passion uh, is expressing the urban condition. Um, yes. One of the things that you wish is to address the external and internal conflicts uh, that influence our psyche and also serve as a positive beacon um, to inspire uh, your supporters um, to believe in themselves uh, and tackle doubt and low self-esteem that often contributes to the minimization uh, of people's potential. Um, Like particularly in urban communities. And and it's funny because you just uh, mentioned trying to empower uh, those who brought those kinds of conversations to you by letting them know you to vote for yourself, you know, look to yourself um, in a sense to, to be the one that saves yourself in a way or um, 
if if, uh, if, if I'm not misquoting or, or, or misrepresenting if, what you're saying. No, um, if, I'm, if I may expand upon that, yeah, it's, it's really that the more power you give to someone else for your circumstances, yeah. it takes away the power you have to change them. Mm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and so to me, it would be like an admission of helplessness or hopelessness on my part to be like, all right, mm-hmm. no matter what I do, no matter how many degrees I get, mm-hmm. no matter how hard I, you know, work at my job, no matter how accountable I am, no matter how forthright and honest and decent of a person I am, I have mm-hmm. no chance of doing anything out here. And I just feel like that that mindset attitude breeds laziness. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. if you know that there's nothing that you can do. You probably ain't gonna do yeah. <laughs> as much if, you, if that's how you think about the situation, right. <laughs> you know. So I don't like to say, "Oh, it's all white men's fault." I like to be like, "Nah, I have some accountability too." Absolutely. Thereby, it ain't just you know, quote unquote, him <laughs> that's mm-hmm. you know, kind of dangling like a puppet yeah. on a string or whatever, or her, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that I actually have some onus. I have some say so and onus. For for how my life is gonna go, no matter what impediment, you know, or perceived impediment exists, mm-hmm. you know, right. in, in the path. Yeah. Okay, I, I'd like to say this. I'm I'm happy that you actually brought that question up. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. so I want to say over the past what uh, poem about mm, ten months. You and I have had several debates about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. About the climate of this country and just everything that's going on. Yeah, since the summertime, really. Right, exactly. (laughs) And the funny thing is, I feel like we're not going to receive any change until we start owning stuff because money talks and bullshit walks. Yes, yes. And when we have assets and money behind our word and and, and just Mm -hmm. our just our worth to this country then mm-hmm. we will start we will start making some headway in mm-hmm. this country in all honesty Absolutely. and i think if I a lot of people yeah and i think if a lot of people realize that instead of buying jordans you would be investing in some stocks and buying some property and putting right. down and basically putting it down man i think you know um if if uh the if you're done, Nicole, uh, I didn't mean to cut your wisdom if you were still talking. I'm good. Um, no, nah, but what she's saying, I think that's like on the precipice of a larger, larger issue that I feel, again, has nothing to do with white people. Is mm-hmm. that has everything to do with our self-worth mm-hmm. or, our, or our sense of, you know, identity. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm not saying it from an outsider perspective. I was inside of it because mm-hmm. I feel like we're all inside of it. When we grow up poor and ghettos, mm. you know, the optics of things start to take precedent mm. over the substance of value mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what what your decisions are going to bear you for your future. You know, mm. I know when I was mm-hmm. a kid, teenager, to be cool, you had to be X. You had to look like Y and Z. Right. Right. But you had, but you didn't have Y and Z money. You know, you know, so, yeah. yeah I mean, that for a lot of kids, that led to poor decisions. How can I get this money fast? How can, you know, I don't care how I get the money. I don't care if, if I'm, if I don't got to, if I got to rip people off, that's what I'll do. You know, that type of stuff, you know, but, um, so Mm -hmm. to get a sense of identity and Mm self-worth about your situation is like, you know, I'm still valuable, even if I'm not 
wearing this a thousand dollar outfit. I'm not, but a lot of kids right. they eat that stuff up. Right. Um, kids from <laughs> from the ghettos, you know, they they grew up without nothing. They don't know what it's like to have anything, you know. So we spend we spend frivolously. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll pay down yeah. a, a iPhone 11, the phone be paid off, and we turn right around <laughs> and then buy iPhone 12 and put it on the finance plan and be paying off. It's just to say that we got the newest whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll go out and buy a car or tell people in our music, you know, mm-hmm. oh if you if you. If you ain't buy this car outright, then you ain't then you ain't nothing. You know, like that type of stuff. Like, so I'ma spend a quarter of a you know million dollars on a Bugatti or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I own the car, but the car is depreciating the minute that I buy it. Absolutely. So it's, all, <laughs> so it's less worth. <laughs> or I'll get like a Maybach or whatever and be the one driving it, even though I'm really supposed to be the guy in the back seat, and I can't even hire a driver. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's things like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's insanity. We, it's insanity, and we got we have to answer for that ourselves, right? You know. But you know what? You know what's crazy? Not to cut you off. You know what's crazy? So I was looking at um, some listings for like Jordans and stuff like that, and it absolutely blows my mind because people are spending like seven and eight hundred dollars. You can go to the real estate auction, the sheriff's auction in Newark, and buy a house that's in foreclosure for a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That will basically be worth more to you than those than that pair of sneakers, which basically goes out of style like in a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. I've seen very deep. I've seen people with a friend of mine got killed. He um, he was a young entrepreneur, uh, ran his own sneaker business. He just opened his first sneaker store in Rawway, and some kids posted up outside, waited for him to leave one night, and shot him. That I remember reading about uh, these kids, you know, when the new Jordans come out and, you know, people are outside waiting with tents and waiting outside the store for seven, eight hours. And <laughs> um, these other kids kind of approached this kid that just stood outside in the cold in Pennsylvania for like maybe six or seven hours, came mm. up and, and followed him and robbed him and shot him. Wow. Took the sneakers, you know. So it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, but it's not unlike anything that, I, I don't know exactly when or what changed in me. I guess I got to a point in my mid twenties where all of a sudden a lot of things that I had I didn't have. I didn't have a license. I had a car, a nice car. Somebody broke into the car and stole it. I had a nice car and I was living in my my grandmother's basement. You know, and you start to realize getting up into your thirties or whatever that damn how wasteful was I trying to pursue, you know, an identity, you know, and how much value did I add to myself by wearing other people's names? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it was other people's names that made me worth something. Right, right. You know, Versace made me worth something, you know, and on down the list, Tom Ford made me worth something. It's funny you as know, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mean to interrupt. Um, what one thing that comes to mind is a video that I had watched uh, some years ago with. Mariah Kwesi and Ashra Kwesi. These are two sort of historians that now put together trips um, that they take with um, groups to Africa, uh, different parts uh, to see the pyramids, uh, certain temples, and so forth. And um, I remember 
a video that she had put together. I think it was called, what was the name of that? Uh, the mental, uh, what was the name of it? It it was it was about the I think that's where I heard the term walking billboard, walking billboard, having all the name brand and so on and so forth, and you're just a walking billboard, and it's funny because that definitely still happens today, um, where I think we're in an identity crisis. Black people are in an identity crisis, um, and part of that identity crisis happens because we we're not seeing each other. And what I mean by that is we don't really see the value um, that poem alluded to earlier. That value is is missing um, in many cases. So we don't see each other unless we appear a certain way. Um, as you said earlier, if, if you don't have certain kicks or whatever in school, you just you you were played, you were teased, and so on and so forth. One one thing that I thought about was Franz Fanon. Um, as, as you guys were, were were speaking, and one of the things that he, I believe, I believe it was Franz Fanon, um, where he talks about black people or Africans uh, or people of African descent um, trying so hard to be like white people, be like Europeans um, in all different in all the, the ways you can be like another group of people, and uh, to the point where. It's, it's to their detriment, right? Rather than just being yourself and going back to yourself, finding self, appreciating, loving, knowing self, um, and just being you. He's saying that's really where it's at, but we are uh, caught up. And, and another thing that came to mind um, was I remember uh, post, uh, post the first reconstruction, um, sometime after... Um, 1865, where there were a group, uh, a couple uh, Africans, a couple um, former slaves that were in town. They had some money and because they were now freed and still dealing with the pressures, <laughs> they actually ended up getting killed uh, because they, they ended up spending money on themselves, right? So it's like, oh, you're walking around, you know, looking all uppity and, and this and that. So in many ways, you still have that context uh, in which you kind of have to, uh, you have to function and fight and, and experience that, that resistance because it's the dominant culture. Um, but I fully agree. And it's an it's a actual back and forth that I've had at times uh, with close friends and stuff where I think there's definitely an onus uh, on a part. Uh, of black people uh, when it comes to solving the problem. I don't think black people are the ones with the problem. There's no evidence for that. Um, but yet still, uh, it's important uh, for us to find, sort of get back to us um, as we navigate uh, through the, through racism, white supremacy, you know, uh, just being able to rely on each other um, and that sort of thing. And earlier when um, Melodic mentioned uh, economics, and I, th I, I was looking at the Blueprint for Black Power earlier today uh, by Amos Wilson, and it talks about the 500, over $500 billion that we actually make from our spending, um, yet take home very little of it. Uh, I think there's a lot of moving parts 
um, to really navigate in these troubled waters. But conversations are good. Getting different takes are good. Seeing where we're at, I think, is really, really important. Absolutely. Um, you know so what? I'm sorry. No, it's it's fine. I was just going to say, so I, I appreciate this uh, type of dialogue. Right. You know what's funny? So, okay. I mean, I think we all have our vices. Um, I think we're all works in progress. So I have an affinity for designer bags. But the way that I look at it and I think about it, I like designer bags that have a high resale value. Mm. So that when I when I'm dead and gone, they'll still have some value. And if my kids wanted to sell them, they could sell them and put whatever they made off of that towards whatever they needed to put, you know, towards whatever. Um, that's how I that's how I look at things. I look at, OK, what's the resale value for this or whatever? OK, now so they could, you know, they could actually make almost all of the money back on this and that would be fine. Or, you know, if I ever got into a situation where that those were, you know, there, so I look at them to a certain degree as assets because they mm -hmm. do have high resale values. And that that's how I make my moves in all honesty, when I do actually, you know, want to get something that I feel is a vice per se. Mm -hmm. um, but then I also mm -hmm. go to Walmart and get a whole $8 sweatsuit and, I'm fine. I'm warm. It's cute. It's nice. And I love it. You feel me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I pride myself on not having to get validation for what mm -hmm. someone else thinks about what I have or, or what I'm wearing. Not, I'm wearing pants and a shirt. I'm warm. It does the mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. so. It's so important to definitely keep that perspective because folks will have you spending money you don't have. Um, <laughs> there's actually a quote. It says, um, what we buy money, we buy, we spend money we don't have to impress people we don't like. Don't like. I know that's right. <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that. And that's, a real, <laughs> that's a real thing too. That's a real thing because like when I would get dressed, you know, I wouldn't be thinking to myself, I wonder if my grandmother's going to like me in this outfit. You know, like you always mm. because you know that your grandmother or your your father or you, they they knew you when you ain't had nothing, so there's nothing you really could do to impress them. Exactly. So when you go and get dipped, you're not thinking about you know, and no, and really, and truthfully, nor are you thinking about white people. If you're black, like I wouldn't be thinking about. I wonder, you know, if this you know Wall Street broker in Soho is gonna like my outfit. Right. <laughs> I would be thinking. You know, I want, you know, this guy that is my friend or I think is my friend or this girl that I like, or, you know, or lust mm -hmm. or whatever. I want them to notice it. But you never be thinking of it because, you know, I no matter what I do or don't do, you know, they're going to be impressed by me because they got love for me. You try to earn the love that you don't have or that mm -hmm. you think you don't have, you know, from other people. Right. You know, but I, it's just, it's, it's, you can go back to survival of the fittest days, man. If you're the one that's perceived to have something that other people don't have or have access to things that other people don't have access to, yeah, you become a target. Absolutely. I, you are absolutely, you are absolutely right. I think it, it, it ties back in this, this issue of identity. I think if we had the correct knowledge of self, um, and we 
had the right self-esteem, the correct self-esteem, a lot of things we wouldn't really uh, be dealing with, right? Your grandma sees value in you beyond, she sees beyond your clothes. Absolutely. Like you can't put on no clothes to impress grandma. Absolutely. What you mean? You can be, you can be humble. You can show kindness like this. Absolutely. It's a different thing because we have now identified with things that other people value. And because we value them and we value them. Oh, I don't, I'm fighting this urge to, <laughs> to make this show um, <laughs> heavy on a certain thing, but it is what it is. Like we value things that other people value, things that may not be necessarily valuable to us. And, and they value it because they've already, they've already objectified it, right? They don't really connect you with what you have to offer. That's why I come, they can, they can, they can copy your lips and then tell you you ugly and then tell you your lips are big. That's how come they can take your music, then, then, then don't cast you for a show or don't create a plot. Like the way racism, white supremacy work um, and so refined and so efficient is that it, for me, I see it, it, it shatters identity, yo. It, it, it can, causes a lot of confusion. And when we, again, not really seeing what we're seeing the value where we need to be seeing the value, we will be easily, easily led astray uh, doing all We're kinds making. of things. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. These are good conversations to have. I like having them on, on my platform. I don't really like to pretend things are always okay. Like this is, this is the real, like sure. You know, again, an administration just turned over, but that doesn't mean like anybody's out of the woods or, you don't have to wake up and deal with what you got to deal with and be your best self and rise to the occasion and, and all of that stuff, you know, like, yeah, that, that, that feel good. Always want to feel good. Um, especially history. I need that in context. I need it in context. Cause that's how I think what, what we're able to move forward is with truth. Even though sometimes that truth is hurt and it, it hurts and it's painful, right? Cause it, sometimes reveals things that you you're just not doing right you may right. just not be doing something right um but yeah indeed um as we touch on entrepreneurship um i was gonna segue um with poem because this brother's he doesn't just talk the talk he walks the walk um he, he's founder um and co-host of urban arts uh event entitled rebel series uh, but you're also co-owner on uh, poem and chief editor of Rebel Inc. Publishing. Yeah. I want to know if you could just tell us a little bit about that and then um, share another piece for us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see, which part? You want to start at the occupation, the company, or the art series? I don't know. Um, when I started the art series, it was um, as a part of like a, a five or six person Group. Um, okay. I had met the owners of this uh, facility in North that does different, like, you know, spoken word events and things like that. Stumbled upon it because I got cool with one of the people that ran it. Um, mm -hmm. They offered me a feature spot for a show. Okay. I called that show Rebel Series. Okay. Um, gotcha. A month or two later, I was still hanging around the venue and coming to hang out and everything like that. And uh, we all got together and came with what I did. Let's put together a team and let's, you know, 
make a, a weekly show. Mm-hmm. So we were going back and forth, back and back ideas about what the show should be called. And I thought about my future spot, and like, you know, how about Rebel Series? Mm-hmm. You know, series of different open mic events that was really geared towards um, freedom of expression mm-hmm. to, the, to the maximum level, you know, to, you know, to have uncensored, unfiltered yeah. uh, forms of art of all kinds, you know? Okay. So we was like, you know, we for, okay, let's call the Rebel Series. And that's how it began. It ran like a year, started having internal differences. People couldn't get on the same page about different things. Um, and we ended up disbanding that particular group within a partner, a friend of mine, um, came to me and like, man, you know, that was a great thing we were doing with the Rebel Series. Mm-hmm. You know, are you still interested in doing it? And I was like, okay, what you got in mind? And, you know, where would we find a venue? <laughs> and uh, we saw both those problems and me and him started doing, you know, our version of uh, Rebel Series, which... Went on for another year or so. Um, okay. And then I really had to start focusing on work and making money. Like mm, the shows okay. were great, but there was never a consistent, mm-hmm. you know, number that we, you know, that uh, we can like kind of retire thing. off of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we the numbers would fluctuate of people that came and then we still had to pay the venue. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. no matter if we made zero dollars or we made a thousand dollars in a night. We had to break that down. Yes. Um, yes. you know, so I just started focusing on more on working and saving okay. so that I could really, really uh put more into my book projects and everything like Indeed. that. When I was uh publishing my first two books, I saw some of the the practices that were being applied and realized that a lot of the things that I'm paying people to do as far as uh publishing services that I could learn myself. Mm, and, mm-hmm. you know, and cut out the middleman so that I won't have to be paying all of this money in publishing and and uh, print fees and things like that and editorial fees. Like you can learn the stuff yourself, right? right. And then, you know, so I did. And um, we started Rebel Wing Publishing uh, in awesome. summer of 2018. Uh, me and that same guy I was doing the shows with. Don't you know. Dope, so that's dope. where we at that's now. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, you're gonna inspire a lot of people. Pushing to be just the same. Yeah, <laughs> my indeed. third. You had mentioned the uh, World As I See It book um, mm-hmm. first when you were introducing me. That's actually the book that's about to come out here in March, April. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That'll be like the seventh book under the publishing company. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fantastic. So, since 2018. Did, okay. Do you have a target for the year for the publishing company? Uh, don't have a target, man. I'm just, I mean, okay. especially now because things are so... I, I lost at least like five contracts. Mm, because of the situation. COVID alone, yeah. Got you. Got you. Um, Okay, that's still great, you know, man. So as long as I can get some people just you know interested in reading, mm-hmm. you know reading and doing books, we have to look at like I try to look at it like when, you, when your favorite artist does their CD. Like to mm-hmm. me, I, it's, to me, my book is like my CD. You, you know what I'm saying? So I, I want to put everything into it. And the poetry, you know, each poem is a different track. You know, so yeah, yeah. I want to make it cool to read again. I want to make reading fun and innovative. Um, an experience because it's kind of, you know, becoming antiquated a little bit, particularly if you're reading by book. Mm-hmm. I want to make that a cool experience for people again. I love that, man. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. And then when I think about you being an educator and with that kind of um, vision, 
I, I just I just love it because I, I you see where the influence is gonna be. You know what I mean? Right. Like I love it, bro. Um, so we have probably about fourteen more minutes. Um, I'm gonna ask you if you can poem to uh, share another piece for us, and then I would love to see if we can get a quick round of trivia going, um, okay. and then we'll uh, wrap up our show. Okay. All right. This poem is uh, a poem I do really uh, dealing with me and my father's relationship and mm-hmm. things that he experienced uh, mm-hmm. after my mother was murdered in um, 1987. I was two years old. My father was in the army. Um, mm-hmm. and they just got back together. They were having problems. Um, mm-hmm. And they had just reconciled when mm-hmm. she went out, take a friend to the bus stop and mm-hmm. and they never, neither, neither of them returned. They both were found murdered on the roof of a building, a hillside. I was two years old and my father's life from that point um, was never the same, you know. Mm -hmm. To this day, I mean, he's sober and he actually lives in the Bronx currently. Um, Mm. And, uh, you know, but the potential for his life and his his life and relationship to mine, it all changed Mm -hmm. uh, after that happened, you know, so. I do a poem called, uh, it's called The You and Me, talking about my father and I. Okay. Um, Let me see. The you and me is evident. From birth, we were like doppelgangers. Though my eyes and cheeks mirror Penny Eudora's keeping her alive. I was a teenager with pen in hand, running from a reality I couldn't stand, the face of a junkie in my youth, I was ashamed to call my dad, my friends, with families and dads who signed him up for peewee and clapped hands and trained in off seasons and lifted weights and talked about girls and sex on father-son dates. Instead, I used to visit you in the integrity house behind still gates. We shot makeshift basketballs into bottomless crates. You were a Superman with invisible cape, lean and strong and army tough with unmistakable name, Sonny. Were the days where the screen door would rattle and I would run smiling, recognizing the familiar bang. I would hang on East Orange hard streets on same corners where you would slang identified by old heads who saw our face the same. Ain't you Omar's boy? Your friends Mark and Sharif exclaimed, acting like we live together. But in reality, I saw you rarely. When you were sober enough, you came by grandma's screen. She placed tightly folded bills in your hand. As quick as you hug me and say, I love you, son, the door would coldly slam. So many fathers on drugs, so many sons like me running from who I am, but it never changed your book publications or college degrees. I, too, laid addicted to my depression, sparking addictive personality. Praise lords, whoever was responsible for keeping you above ground on days where pain sounded like downpours, the thud of liquid drops on project mounds inside me. I heard father's heart pound, husband to a murdered wife. Suspect for two years, I used to visit you in dank one-bedroom apartment, building rice with shady characters and empty cans of beer. I feared being a bum. The vibes and energy that other family members would give when you were around was palpable. Harsh judgments that would resound, but what I remember, push-ups on back, 50 a clip, lifting a five-year-old that weighed 55 pounds. That was your strength before my mother's body was found. I love you. No matter how much of you this cold world took from me, you're still my pops. And at 32, I finally learned to stop running from the you oh. and me for my father. 
Sonny Juan Hendricks. Oh. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. Very much so. Yeah, brother. Heal, indeed. Tasha said, heal, brother. I'm on my way. Indeed, man. Indeed. May the creator just guide you on that journey so those wounds can never open up again, man. That's powerful. Wow. I admire um, poets' ability to, to tap in, um, uh -huh. get so personal, um, reveal so much. Um, wow. Was For that, sure. a, was it a very like therapeutic and cathartic, like a, did you find that to be a healing experience for you going through writing, putting that piece together? Uh, surprisingly for most, I would say, no, nah, I, I don't think, I don't think I could write and, and just take people to a place, you know, where they could smell the mm. chitlins cooking in the pot. Mm -hmm. They can smell the greens on the stove. They can. You can feel the atmosphere, you know, but for me personally, that was my gift to everybody else, you know, for myself, mm -hmm. you know, I can't even, it's, it's just my ability of recounting these, these memories, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I don't think I'll ever get over any of uh, what happens to me. You kind of just mm -hmm. let the lump in your throat kind of swell up and, Sift off to the side, and maybe you digest it and go into the pit of your stomach, and you just carry on the rest of your day with the lump wow. there. You know, it, wow. It, you learn how to you learn how to just deal and accept shit for what it is, and not what you wish it to be. Mm. You know, and that's kind of my you know that's how I take for my mother and father and friends and ex girlfriends. <laughs> Um, okay, so it looks like we're a little over the two-hour mark. Um, we started a little after seven. Um, so the live stream is ending. It's actually going to try to end. Um, can I add, can I have you guys? We're tied up, actually, so we're going to have to figure this out. <laughs> okay. Or you can actually have both of us on the, the you know, internet. And I might be able to do that, actually. That okay. that might be something I could do. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a first. I, that'd be, yeah. That would be, that would be dope because mm -hmm. I, I feel like we definitely both want to be heard. Yes, and you both deserve mm -hmm. to be heard. Um, Thank you. Okay. And and it's a fish. It is tied up. So it's not like uh, it is tied up. So you guys both um, played a great game. Um, I want to ask you as we are wrapping up that last minute to please share whatever you'd like further uh, with the listeners, where they can get your information, get your merchandise if that's uh, the case. Anything? What you got coming up? I'll start with you, Melodic uh, Storm. Alrighty. Got about twenty seconds. Okay, you can find me at Melodic Storm on inst on Instagram, and you can purchase my book, Lyrics of My Heart, on Amazon.com. Thank you. So humbled to be here. Thank you. And poem, real quick. Uh, I have a book entitled The World As I See It, due to be released um, March, April, late the latest. Um, I have two other publications that are going to be coming out around the same time. Um, my social media platforms as I'm typing it out now. Yeah, I was uh, saying my given name for Facebook is Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T-T, -T, mm -hmm. F is in Frank, A-N-T. 
Um, yeah, that was it. Uh, that's where you can find me on social media. Um, okay. Link me on me on social media, and I'll give you out emails and things like that as well, if people are interested. Yes, yes. All right, that's what's up. Fantastic. Appreciate that. Okay, so um, that does bring our game to a close game tied up at three points both of these poets tonight are going to be featured oh god's ink welcome welcome um god's ink just joined the studio live and he is the creator of the magazine that i was just mentioning um so yeah god's ink we're gonna actually have um both poets featured in the uh next issue of the magazine because we actually are uh, tied up tonight yeah, between the game and, and the, the, the really unctuous, yummy conversation um, tonight, we have two dynamic artists that are both more than deserving uh, to be featured in uh, Spilled Ink. So uh, they will be there. Uh, thank you for tuning in, brother. I appreciate it. And as well, thank you, everybody, uh, for hanging out. As always, please bless up yourself. Um, email thepodpoetslounge at gmail.com if you're interested in being a guest on the show. And you can always vibe live right here. Our next show is February 13th, Saturday, 7 to 9 Eastern Time again. I want to thank Poem and Melodic Storm for stopping mm. by. I appreciate it so, so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This was amazing. I was honored. I really <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. That was the mission uh, for sure. Um, Y'all drop some serious heat. And for that, the floor is lava. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. Y'all are seriously dope. You're welcome. You're welcome, man. I, I appreciated the vibe so much. Um, thank you guys for chilling in the lounge. As always, I appreciate the inspiration and the passion. I love that flows through this space. Um, it's really, again, the poets, you guys, um, that make it what it is. Uh, so it was a really a pleasure having you guys each on the show, evidenced by the smile on my face. Oh, stay right. safe, stay positive, and take good care. Peace. Peace. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Blessings. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Catch the Pod Poets Lounge every other Saturday from 7 to 9 Eastern Time. Come vibe with me and these cool poets and professionals. Check out the Spilled Ink February issue for the works of Melodic Storm and Poem. Go follow them on Instagram along with the Ink Magazine for all things spoken word where you can also play exclusive Pod Poets trivia every month. Check us out, the Pod Poets Lounge, on all social media. We appreciate the love and support. Big up yourself. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. 